Welcome to Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, the Executive Strategist. And really, our mission here is to educate business owners, professionals, the community at large. Today, we're with Renata Joy, lifestyle and wellness expert. She's founder of Pure Joy Wellness, a community-based lifestyle brand that helps women over 50 improve their lives through fitness, nutrition, and self-care. She's a former Emmy-nominated television producer and started Pure Joy Wellness to teach women the importance of taking care of themselves. Welcome, Renata. Ah, thank you, Simone. It's so nice to uh, be here with you. And Happy New Year. Oh, my <laughs> Happy New Year. It's like, uh, yeah, it's, it's 2021 has started off with a big old bang. I'm upset. <laughs> to say the least. To say the least. And we met, actually, through the Clarion Call with um, Celine. Yes, yes. I did, a, um, I did a, a show for her, and I think that you listened to that, and you reached out to me, which I was very grateful that you did, and that's how we ended up being here. Absolutely, absolutely. So I shared with the audience, you know, in terms of your bio of going into lifestyle and wellness, and I just wanted to have them hear from you in terms of who you are and all the greatness that you bring to the world. <laughs> well, I, I, I sort of got into health and wellness when I was three years old. Mm. I don't know why at that particular time that I knew, <clears throat> excuse me, that health and wellness was very important. But I knew, and it was probably because I grew up in a family where everyone was was ill. Mm. My mother had colon cancer. She had, had polio when she was younger. My father had kidney failure and he was on dialysis. One of my brothers had congestive heart failure. And so they talked about going to the doctor and illness like it was, I say, hey, Simone, let's go get a mani-pedi, girl. You know, <laughs> that's how they talked about it. Like it was this normal thing. But as a kid witnessing that, that scared the crap out of me. Mm. And my feeling was I would do anything and everything for that not to be my fate. So I studied everything about eating healthy and exercising. And at that particular time, I'm going to tell my age now, I'm 64, women and particularly African-American women were not we weren't taught that you should be exercising, you should be doing all these things. So my family thought I was just this weird kid who got dropped off into the wrong house. And like, who is this person? And they all told me that I was weird. So I grew up thinking something's wrong with me. I'm mm. strange because I won't eat those chitlins or I won't eat, you know, all that <laughs> stuff that I'm like, I don't think I should be eating that. Now, fast forward all of my, my parents and my siblings are deceased mm. and I'm like the last one standing. Oh, wow. So in particularly with COVID, um, when COVID mm. hit, I saw that COVID was particularly hitting the African-American community yeah. really hard. That was my family. That was my family. And so for me, what I couldn't do for my family because I was so young now I feel like I can pass that along and, and help other women in particular, because I believe that women are the pillars of the families. Women's are the ones that if women are eating healthy or women are exercising, they pass that on to their kids. You know, they pass it on to their spouses, their siblings. And so that became sort of my, my mission and why I started in health and wellness. That's awesome. 
You know, and you're right, because in terms of, when you look at a lot of diseases, diabetes, hypertension, yeah. obesity, yeah. that yeah. really is, hits the marginalized groups a lot. And you saw the disparities in COVID, like you mentioned, and the inequities that exist in terms of education and access. And that was my big thing, really wanting to educate. Because when I was a kid, like I mm. said, that, that was my family. They didn't know. And so they did what they were taught. Um, and, you know, my grandparents did what they were taught, but no one taught them the proper ways to, you know, why you should be eating fruits and vegetables, right. you know, why you should be moving your body on a daily basis. So I kind of taught myself that and kind of learned on my, learned on my own. And so I really want to pass that on, like I said, in particular for women, because I believe that women in so many aspects of, of life in the world are going to be the pillars that's going to save them. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it, it's, it's astounding in terms of that triple ripple effect that takes place with that. But also when I was looking, doing some research on you, <laughs> you're a big time producer. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the view Fox. Yes, I was the television producer for 22 years and I, Traveled all over the world. I was um, one of the wall peckers at the Berlin Wall. I have parts of the Berlin Wall. Wow. I was um, in Egypt. I had uh, lunch at Anwar Sadat's house. He was the president of Egypt at the time. And so I did a lot in television. And as you mentioned, I was one of the original producers of The View. And people have always asked me, like, why would I leave television to start a health and wellness business? And I always say this. One of the things about TV is I liked television and I liked it a lot. And I thought that that would be my end all be all career, but I love what I do. Mm. And television was a very, in my opinion, unhealthy business mm. because you work mm. like these incredible hours. Yeah. You got lack of sleep. If television would do like what the tech industry does, with the tech industry, like if you go into Google, yes, um, if you've ever been there, now they work a lot of hours, but they provide a gym in there. They have a cafeteria. They pro- so you can't leave. <laughs> they make it so since you're going to be working all these hours, we're going to take care of you. And they do, they got a daycare. Yes, they do. There. Yes, and so you have all those things. Television is not like that. Mm. So in television, you work these incredible amount of hours, you get lack of sleep, you have crappy food, you're, you're, you're not exercising. And I just felt like it was a really, really unhealthy business. Mm. But what was the tipping point for me was 9-11. Oh, sure. 9-11, I was actually a block away from the Twin Towers <sighs> and actually watched the second plane go into mm. uh, one of the towers. And at the time you're, you're down there and people are running and people are screaming <laughs> and it was like the sound went away and all I saw was images. And I saw people with rosaries and people were crying and people were running. And at that moment I said, okay, how many, how many segments can you produce on stinky feet and where you really want to make a difference and an impact in the world? Mm. Now is the time to do it. And for me, nothing is more important than our health. And we have to be responsible for our, our own health. And that's why I decided yeah. I'm going to take what I love. You know, when I was thinking about starting this business, a couple of things went through my mind. How can I do a business around the things that I'm really passionate about? 
I'm passionate about exercise. I'm passionate about cooking and good food. I'm passionate about being pampered and going to get a massage and all those kind of things and self-care and really taking care of yourself. And so I'm going to make my business about that. And I'm going to teach women, you've got to put yourself first. Absolutely. You've got to put yourself first. And particularly uh, women that are my age and what I, when I first got into the health and wellness space, what I, what I noticed was there was this big gap. They really focused on younger women. Yes, but once did. you got to be a certain age, it was kind of like, okay, you were like non-existent. You've forgotten, right? Forgotten. And I was like, what is that about? I'm over 50 and I, I still look good. I'm, you know, vibrant, <laughs> I'm still watching. You know? so what the hell is that about? Like, yeah, we're like this. And so I really wanted to focus on changing the conversation around aging. Nice. What aging means and how if you take care of yourself, you don't have to fall apart. You can still be vibrant and all that. But even more so than that, when I first went through menopause Mm. and what they tell you, a woman, when you go through menopause was that uh, my doctor said to me, oh, you're going through menopause. You just need to exercise more and eat less. And I'm like, do you know who you're talking about? I exercise more than me. (laughs) And so there were so many things that I'm trying to talk to people about it. No one wanted to talk about menopause because it's like, that means you're old. Don't talk about nobody's going. So I was afraid to tell my partner because I had no interest in sex. My libido went to the toilet Uh, as to why I didn't feel like having sex anymore. And I was afraid to tell him that I was going, that I was in menopause because my fear of him thinking that I was old. Uh, Now he's nine years older than me. (laughs) (laughs) You talk about double standards of what's going on. Yes. But also I want to acknowledge that going back a little bit too, before we get there is that the life defining moment it took you to make that leap to focus on your passion, right? In terms of that, the health piece and the change that you wanted to make. Now you're going into a whole nother realm because you're t- targeting a huge group of women who are acting. Is there the new 50 is like the new 20s, I think. Yeah. I, that's my opinion. I, that's what I've seen. And so you're kind of reframing the context and the mindset around aging. Because you talk about young, strong, and sexy. I want to yeah, hear more. I, I, thought, I thought that was important because... <laughs> the way society was painting women over a certain age was that that was it. Like, you know, you're no longer interested in, in being sexy. You're no longer. And, and I was like, well, that's not true. I, I, I feel like I'm young. <laughs> I'm, I'm strong. And I feel like I'm still sexy, you know? So, and I didn't know any woman that I had met that didn't want to feel that way too. Absolutely. So I'm saying that if you take care of yourself, if you, you know, really focus on what it is you're putting in your body and look at food as like medicine. Like it's really going to rejuvenate your cells. It's going to, you know, all of those things. If you move your body so that you stay agile, Mm. so you're going to feel, you're going to be young. You're going to stay young. You're going to be strong. And, you know, you're going to feel like I still, I still got it going on and you're still, you know. (laughs) But what was important about the whole libido thing is that when you go through menopause, they kind of make women feel like, well, that's just that. Okay. You're going through menopause and that's just, that's just the end of it. And I was like, no, 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 no. It makes you feel like there's some horse put out the pasture. 
Yeah. So I said, this can't be, this can't be. So let's reframe this. And again, I started doing research. <laughs> how can you get your libido back? How can you, how can menopause not be the end of it, mm-hmm. but menopause becomes the beginning of it? Mm. You know, how the second half of your life can be the best half of your life as opposed to the other way around. And that was really important for me to kind of teach women that. Awesome. Awesome. So what did you find out? About libido? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sure inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> well, I, I, you know, it, it's like you have to balance out your hormones, right? It's a, it's a hormone, it's a hormone dip and you have, and women have to decide, you know, like I decided it was really important to me to, you know, discover bioidentical hormone replacement therapy for mm. And I did that to get my hormone levels back. It just depends. Each woman's going to be different. Right. But I say, you know, for me, it was really important for me to, you know, get myself back to, to where I was before in Got terms it. of weight, in terms of, you know, um, how I felt, you know, all of those things and not let a doctor tell you because you're going through that. That's just like the end of, mm. end of that story for you. Got it. Got it. Don't be put out the pasture. You're, it's no, not, you're not no, trying. No. <laughs> you talked about the pillars around fitness, nutrition, and self-care. And, you know, within the health space, a lot of people talk about those three things. And I'm just curious, what does it mean for you and your approach in terms of what you take as part of your mantra of young, strong, and sexy? Okay. So I'll start with the pillar of, uh, I say exercise, I say movement, because people think exercise is a formulated thing. I believe is exercise is being functional. So I think you need to keep your body so that you can, if I'm going on an airplane, I want to be able to take my luggage. I want to be able to lift it over my head and put it in an overhead bin. I want to be able to climb a flight of stairs. I want to be able to carry my groceries. You know, those kinds of things are really important. I want to be able, if I get down on the ground, I want to be able to get back up. Those things are really yeah. important to me. So movement is is really, really crucially important. I think that nutrition is, is non-negotiable. You really have to think about what it is that you're putting in your body because depending on the kind of food that you eat is going to determine how you feel. It's going to determine how you look. It's going to determine how your skin looks. It's going to determine a lot of things. Water, 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 water. People go, oh my God, how can you tell me about water? Water is so important. Hydrating yourself. Sleep. People underestimate the power of sleep. Sleep, yeah. Sleep, (laughs) you know, sleep is where we recharge, we rejuvenate, you know, our our cells turn over, you know, that kind of, I'm a huge component of skincare. Yeah. I, I just believe that, you know, you need to take care of your skin. I, I, and your skin's glowing right now. So I want to nick this. Well, I, I, exfoliation, you know, like using antioxidants so that, you know, you get rid of free radicals and all that kind of thing. I believe that you need some type of spiritual practice, whether that's meditation, Mm -hmm. something that centers you. And then there's a sense of community. You know, you need to surround yourself with people that really believe in you, that support you. I think that all of those things are important. So that those are the pillars. One more, one more. Our mental health. Yes. And we don't talk about that enough. Depression yeah. and anxiety and all of those kinds of things that that 
women experience that we don't really talk about, I think we need to start talking about those things. So when I think of a young, strong, young, strong, and sexy, (laughs) I think of all of those things. How am I going to incorporate all those things into my life so that it's like clockwork, right? I don't Mm. even think about it anymore. It's just a part of, it's a part of who I am and what I am. Got it. Yeah. You know, you're speaking to the choir because I love the fitness aspect, the health, the wellness and self-care. And it was actually during COVID where I did more of the self-care and I had my self-care Sundays is what I call it. <laughs> it's an all day like ritual for me. I, I was telling people like people in, in, in New York City, I, I had some friends and, and they live in a studio apartment and they're like, and they're there with their husband and their child. Uh-huh. Studio apartment. I said, you got to like make a sign and put on the bathroom door. Do not disturb. <laughs> Go in there, put on some candles, put on some, some, I don't know, some essential oils in the tub and, you know, so good. And during that time, you just have that time by yourself. Absolutely. You, you, you will need to, it. Yeah. Yeah. You have to have that time to like really recharge. And so, and particularly in COVID because it's so stressful. And I think that women really need to think about you know, where our heads are, mm. you know, during that time. I have run into women, even myself, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, I'm with my partner and it's just the two of us, but you know, you're not used to being around him 24 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Let alone. <laughs> there are days when I'm kind of like, can you just go somewhere? You know, like I just, I just, you know, and, and, and we, you know, if you're a career person or whatever, you're not used to being around. Right your kids or whomever you're with 24 seven. And then you all of a sudden you're in quarantine and you're with around that person all the time. They're seeing aspects of you that you didn't allow them to see before you're seeing. I mean, there were times when I was like, okay, my hair then is like, I got on my scarf and so what, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm wrapping my hair up. (laughs) This is it. This is it. This is it. I can't go to the salon. This is it. You know, you're just gonna have to see me like like me, you know. But um, so it was, you know, it was different for people and hard right. for people to not be able to to get out. And and I would say that was more of the time where we needed to focus on meditation. And as I said, yep. carving out that time, even though you're in a space with other people that you can carve out that time just for yourself. It's so important. And yeah. you mentioned the element too of community because we've lost the to, some of, somewhat of togetherness in terms of in-person, but you yeah. somehow created this Facebook group. And I'm just curious in terms of what that experience is like for your members and what you're doing it's with been, them. And It's been great. So, so <clears throat> in COVID, I decided to start, because I knew people were isolated, to start a walking challenge. And when I thought about the walking challenge, first I was going, okay, I'm going to have everybody walk 10,000 steps a day. And then I thought, no, because people are of different, different levels. So all I asked them to do is to walk for 30 days, just for 30 minutes. Mm. That's it. But they had to post a video or photos of themselves walking. Now, I had no idea what it would turn out to be. It ended up being this most incredible experience because women were from all over the country and they're posting their photos. So one, you got to see the landscape of the country through the eyes of oh, you, were, you were walking with them because you saw what they were seeing. 
And then you, they felt like they were walking together, even though they were in different states. I would virtually walk with people so that, you know, I could get to know them better. And it really created this engagement, but it created this um, accountability. Mm. And they have this camaraderie now that if they met today, they would already feel like that they, they knew each other. And so for me, that was important. Um, when George Floyd was yeah. killed, <clears throat> one of the members said to me that she really wanted to talk about that. Mm. So we did a Zoom meeting and anybody in the group could attend. And there were white women and black women and Asian women, and they all talked about it. It was a very intense conversation. Mm. But the thing that I wanted women to um, experience was that it was a safe space. Nice. So they can express their thoughts and their feelings on whatever it is that they're going through. And there are going to be other women in the group who are experiencing that or who have experienced that. Or um, so it's become this, this, you know, this really wonderful thing. I talk to them every single solitary day. <laughs> That's and awesome. Even though the walking challenge was in October, they're still walking. <laughs> they're still walking. What? That's amazing. <laughs> they're still walking. And so one of the girls in the group who has walked every single day since the 1st of October, she's getting ready in her 16th. She just wrote a blog post about what she, how she found the recipe of success from doing the walking check mm, and what that was like for her. Beautiful. So we do all kinds of things. We yeah. do parties and we do Zoom meetings and we do talks and we, I'm getting ready to start a, a food prep club where every Sunday we're live food prepping together. Nice. And so those kinds of things to keep. And it's a great for support and also just in terms of people, community, people getting to know each other, different mindsets and diversity that comes together. And yeah, and and, they share their experiences and, and, and they mm-hmm. do t- talk to each other, you know, beautiful. So that, beautiful. That's, that's a good thing. Yeah. So since you've been in your business, then what are some of the challenges um, that you might have experienced as you as as part of this journey? Oh, to be an entrepreneur. (laughs) So the first challenge was when I started Pure Joy Wellness, I had no business plan. Mm. I just was like, oh, how hard can this be? (laughs) (laughs) I'm a television producer after all. How hard can start a business be? And uh, that was a lot harder than I thought. So, you know, just kind of on the fly, just doing it without, without a plan. So that was really, yeah. really challenging, but I had mentors along the way and I joined groups and that's where I learned the importance of community, how important community yes. is. It does take a tribe. It takes a tribe. I would say getting things going, like starting letting people know that you even exist, you know, the visibility, the, the visibility of your business, the thing about what sets me apart from everybody else. And when I thought about what is the thing that sets me apart, because there's there's a gazillion health and wellness yep. people in the world, right? There's a gazillion of them. And when I looked at what they were doing, I said, what is the thing that sets me apart from everybody else? And you know what that was? Tell me. Tell us. My age. Mm. Leaning into my age mm. and saying, I'm the new 60. Love it. And saying that loud and proud and saying that, let me tell you something, 
I'm a mom, I'm a grandma, and I'm still a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, and you can too. So we're gonna be badass and screw what they're saying, and you know, and but, understanding and taking on the things that women of my age have to deal Absolutely. with. So it wasn't like, okay, we're going to do this thing. You're going to do a hundred thousand burpees. <laughs> we're going to talk about what it's like to go through menopause. Nice. We're going to talk about, you know, okay, you lost your libido. What happens? We're going to talk about what happens when you get to be a certain age and your husband leaves you for a younger woman. Mm. What kind of stress does that bring on to you? Okay. You, you spend all your life raising your kids. Now your kids are gone. Now you're an empty nester. And what do you do? Mm. The things that matter to women my age, it became more not just about exercise, but it became more about lifestyle. Nice. But also I heard embracing and owning. Yes. Right. That was important because because there's a lot of shame. Yes. Around being a certain age. Mm. I can tell you this for certain. It wasn't until I claimed my age that everything changed mm. because before I was like, I can't tell them that I'm, you know, I can't, I can't say this. I can't say, and I hear women say that I'm not going to tell them how old I am or, you know, they're on a job and they don't want to say that they're a certain age because of they're afraid they're going to be discriminated right. against, right. or you're too old or you don't know, or you don't, you know, that kind of thing. I'm saying lean into it, lean into it, but never stop learning. You know, don't let that you're a certain age means that you can't, learn anything believe me since covid i've learned so much technology stuff <laughs> i didn't know how to you know create graphics <laughs> and, and oh i'm doing a facebook live but how do i get this other person on here and how do i i got to go through another another app and you know i but i think the key especially for the young part is to never stop learning absolutely you know keep absolutely. keep up with what's going on mm-hmm keep your mind fresh. Don't think that you're limited by the fact that you are a certain age. You know, as long as you keep your brain functioning, I don't believe that there's anything that you can't. Absolutely. And I love the whole concept of reverse mentoring because it's a, it's a shared, it's not one telling the other, but it's more co-partnership and co-creating. So I just love that concept of, of doing that. So definitely keep learning and don't stop moving. What were some of the learnings that you took away then? (laughs) (laughs) learning that I took away (laughs) from you doing your business and the journey uh marketing is really important (laughs) (laughs) systems are really important uh ask for help yeah I think I think the big thing is if you don't know it's okay to ask for help and surround yourself with other entrepreneurs because they understand the loneliness of it they understand the stress of it they understand so I surround myself with a community of other entrepreneurs. So if there's something I don't know, if I don't know how to do, I can pick up the phone and say, Hey, you know, I'm thinking about this and they can share their experience. Absolutely. With me. Absolutely. So again, I go back to that community is really important yeah. that it's not, you're not living in isolation. Right. Right. Because when you live in isolation, no matter what our brains tell us all kinds of things that aren't necessarily true. And, right. that don't, and don't serve you sometimes either. Right, don't serve you. <laughs> so I'm saying sometimes you have to have that point of reality from somebody else, you know. It's very um, important. But I think, I think mm-hmm. the biggest thing that I learned, uh, the most important thing is to believe in my vision and to believe in what I'm capable of doing. Love it. That that was, that was the biggest lesson that I learned. 
you know. And I, yeah, I think if you, well, if you don't believe, then how are you going to get someone else to buy into you? Yeah, well, a lot of times people don't believe. <laughs> there are a lot of people that don't believe. I mean, I was one that didn't believe for mm. a long time. Like I said, it took me to, again, kind of own who I was, where I was in my life, and go that there's nothing wrong with that for things to start happening. Absolutely. You know, when I was Absolutely. hiding and I was like, you know, shameful and things like that, mm. everything stayed small. And I think for women, a lot of times we, we think too small, mm. you know, we need to step out into our light and step out into our greatness and step out into our grandness. We need to do that. And, and we're taught to like shrink down. Absolutely. And I'm saying, open it up. You know, go out there and just shine your light as bright as you can. And it's, and it's perfectly right. okay. Without any permission, just do it. Just, just do just it. Do it. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Very nice. So then if you, for the, the community that, that we have here today, because they're entrepreneurs, they are also of all ages doing their thing. What any words of wisdom that you'd impart on them? Um, I think a lot of them, of, of, of kind of what I've already said, mm-hmm. but I think really taking time out and really figuring out what it is that you really want to do. Get really clear on what that is. Once you're clear on what that is, then put together a plan on surrounding yourself with people that can help you achieve the things that you want to achieve. Like set up, whether that's mentorships or find someone who is already doing what you want to do and see if they can mentor you or something like that. But I think the biggest thing that you can do is just believe in yourself, believe in yourself, believe in your dream, believe in your vision. Love it. Love it. I just, like I said, I love young, strong, and sexy. How can yes, they reach out to you? <laughs> How can people reach out to you to, to, to tap into that? <laughs> well, they can go to my website, www.purejoywellness.com. On Instagram, it's Pure Joy Wellness. On Facebook, it's Pure Joy Wellness. And if they want to join the Facebook group, they can just go on Pure Joy Wellness on Facebook and ask to be accepted into the group. Great. And we'll have all those links in the podcast notes as well. Yeah. So it's awesome. I want to thank you so much. It was yeah. such a lovely time spent here and learning more about Pure Joy Wellness and you. Oh, I thank you so much for inviting me. This has been such a pleasure to get to talk to you and to get to know a little bit more about you. And uh, yeah, anytime. Thank you for joining us on Your Business Greatness. I am your host, Simone Sloan, and love to see you next time.